We've got to choose to focus on the underlying condition and allow feelings to take care of themselves. And trust me, they will. We know it. They will. How many times have you been in a situation where you, you had these overwhelming feelings and not sure if you were ever going to get over this or ever going to get out of this or things were never, ever going to be the same again? You had these, just these overwhelming, suppressing feelings. And yet here you are, over it, past it, on the other end of it, looking back. Welcome to episode 22. I'm Como, host of the Walking Closer podcast. This podcast is all about spiritual formation, specifically being transformed into the image of Jesus. Of course, this means we have to talk and know a bit about Jesus. But it also means we have to discuss and understand some things about ourselves. And necessarily a part of this conversation has to be about our feelings. Now, I want to continue that discussion with this episode and, and dig a little deeper. First, I want to bring to mind some of the things we've previously mentioned. It's important to remember, though, that feelings are a part of who we are. And here, here's the reality. Feelings are powerful. Think about it. If you're feeling good, you're easily able to handle doing some things maybe you really don't want to do. But if you're feeling miserable, doing something you might even enjoy can seem like a burden. Feelings can be influenced by many things as well. It's an interesting little uh, bit I came across called facial feedback hypothesis. And this is what it says, and I quote, The expression on your face can influence your emotional state. When you activate the muscles that control your facial expressions, you actually trigger internal changes that lead to corresponding mood. So in other words, if you frown, you'll feel mad. If you turn the corners of your mouth down, you'll feel sad. And if you turn the corners of your mouth up in a smile, you'll feel good. I don't think we need a hypothesis like this to tell us that our feelings can be influenced by many things. However, I encourage you or challenge you to uh, practice this, and you'll see. Feelings can be influenced by many things. There's also this connection between our thoughts, our beliefs, and our feelings. There's an article in Psychology Today which makes mention of a psychologist by the name of Albert Ellis. And Ellis talks about the what he calls the ABC model of emotion to show how our thoughts produce our own self-produced misery. And so this ABC model goes something like this. A is the activating event. In other words, let's just say a friend turns you down for dinner. So you take the friend turning you down for dinner, there's your A, plus B, which is your belief, right? Uh, Maybe since your friend turns you down for dinner, it activates your belief that no one likes me. And as a result, C, there's your consequence. You have a sad mood, you have feelings of rejection. So A plus B equals C. A friend turns you down for dinner. It activates this belief within you that no one likes me. And as a result, you have feelings of rejection. And I quote, to change the consequence, that is the feelings or emotions, you need to change your beliefs. To change your beliefs, you need to examine them. And in this example, you can change the belief that no one like no one likes me by looking at the evidence for this belief. In other words, why do you think that no one likes you? 
Does one person's turning you down really mean that no one likes you? Does this mean that no one ever will ever like you? Does it mean that you must have everyone like you? And see, it's through challenging your thoughts and beliefs about yourself that you can change your emotional reactions. So you see, there's through this example, you see how there are these connections between our thoughts, our beliefs, and our feelings. See, feelings, feelings are complex and can be quite confusing. Think about this. We sometimes experience feelings that uh, would you, you would think are contradictory to one another. For instance, you can feel happy and scared at the same time. Have you ever done that? Maybe you're, you're in buying your, 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 your own home, your first home, maybe starting a new job, uh, some new adventure. You're excited uh, to start this. And so you, you have these feelings that you associate with being happy, but yet at the same time, you're scared because, well, there's, there's some risk here. There's a little bit of the unknown. Sometimes we have feelings that are actually hidden behind other feelings. That's when we have the discussions about primary and secondary emotions. I won't go into great detail there, but for instance, I'll give you an example. Maybe, um, and oftentimes it is stated, that feelings of fear and hurt actually hide behind the feeling or the emotion of Anger. So you're angry, but it's because you're fearful or hurt. Uh, a good example is this. Let's say your spouse or someone you're in a serious relationship with crosses paths with their ex and they have a conversation. Completely innocent. No issues whatsoever. Then you find out and you get upset and angry with them. Now, it's possible that some of that anger is really masking your fear that you're more concerned about or are afraid that they're going to leave you. They might leave you. And well, you might ask the question, and then I would ask it as well, why not just express your fear that they might leave you? Well, because expressing that fear makes you feel vulnerable. And in the moment, anger is the easiest of expressions. See, feelings are complex and can be quite confusing and leave you scratching your head, especially when you're on the receiving end of someone else's feelings, right? How they express those feelings, the emotions. Feelings are powerful, and they're tricky. In fact, we tend to confuse feelings and conditions. M many of the things we talk about when we talk about feelings are not feelings at all, but conditions. You see, conditions have these corresponding feelings, and they're so powerful that we associate the two. That's how we know them. For example, when you generally think about love, we're probably thinking more about the feelings that come with or are associated with love. So falling in, in and out of love really becomes based on whether or not we have those feelings, in fact, when it comes to love, we primarily want the feeling of love or the feelings of being loved. And when this is the case, we are more in love with the feeling of love than anything. And this is, this is a part of what it looks like though, to be controlled or driven, mastered, to be servants to our feelings. Which is why we say, listen, feelings are good indicators, but they, they're, they're, not, they're horrible masters. And so and when this is the case, all we do is try and manage our feelings and we don't give any attention to the conditions right, that they point to. And as a result, we don't do those things that create the conditions in this instance of love. And if I don't feel love, then I am not loved. But love is more than a feeling. It is a condition of the heart. Conditions are like love and hatred and contempt. 
uh, hurry, peace, self-esteem, discouragement, and on. They all have corresponding feelings, and it's by those feelings that we identify them. So let's talk about spiritual formation, transformation in our feelings, right? When it comes to spiritual formation or transformation, we've got to choose to focus on the underlying condition and allow feelings to take care of themselves. And trust me, they will. We know it. They will. How many times have you been in a situation where you, you had these overwhelming feelings and not sure if you were ever going to get over this or ever going to get out of this or things were never, ever going to be the same again? You had these, just these overwhelming, suppressing feelings. And yet here you are. Over it, past it, on the other end of it, looking back, wondering, what was I thinking? I actually thought I would never make it through that. See, it doesn't make any sense for us to allow ourselves to be mastered and controlled by our feelings. We need to address what the underlying condition is, okay? And, and so when, when it comes to spiritual formation transformation, we must choose to focus on the underlying condition and allow feelings to take care of themselves, right? And, and, and they will. Um, you, uh, for an example, I might see in a situation what the right or the loving thing to do is. But I may not feel that loving thing, right? I may not want to do that. And so what should I do? Well, instead of allowing those feelings to control me, I need to respond in light of wanting to be loved. And doing the right thing, the loving thing, will help to create the condition of love. That is if that's the reason I want to do it. Remember, intention is always, always the key. And it's important to note that we're not talking about manipulation. It's not about manipulating our feelings or the feelings of other people at all. It's, it's about not being mastered by our feelings. It's about not making every single decision based on how we feel. Because when we do that, when we do that, it takes us, look, life is crazy enough. Right? We don't need to be adding to that craziness. And oftentimes it is as crazy as it is because, well, we're driven by our feelings. They take us all over the place. And it's important to know that this isn't about manipulating them. It's about being not being mastered by them. The feelings that, that keep us from, from, from dealing with the underlying conditions. Right? Let me give you an example I believe Dallas Willett used in Renovation of the Heart, which is an excellent work. He says this. He says, consider the feelings of grief. I believe this is an example I got from there. I can't remember where I got this example from, but I believe this comes from Dallas Willett's uh, book entitled Renovation of the Heart. And he talks about grief. Consider the feelings of grief. Grief can make it very painful and difficult to move on with life. And if we, we allow ourselves to be mastered by the feelings of grief, it has the power to put us in chains. It, it can lead us to thinking that letting go of grief is like equivalent to letting go of the loved one. When actually dealing with the underlying condition, that is the loss of the loved one, we can come to realize, well, there's a difference between letting go of loved of the loved one and letting go of grief, right? You can actually walk away from the grief and also know that you are always holding the loved one in your heart. See, it's imperative that we work to get to the bottom of what's going on, what's behind the feelings. Feelings are too tricky. They're too complex for us to be driven by them. Okay, It's imperative that we deal with the root issue, the underlying condition. And feelings point us to these underlying conditions, and it's the condition that we need to address. 
not about managing our feelings. It's about addressing the conditions that promote these negative, destructive feelings that we don't want. That's what we're going to talk about next time on the Walking Closer podcast. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe and share. Connect with me on the Walking Closer Facebook page. Drop me a message or any questions that you may have. Make sure to join us next time as we explore becoming like Jesus from the inside out.